In, in lightning. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with, with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akima, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. And Lakeshe Nadira, she's the Empress who tells it like it is. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Dr. Hakima, and joining me is my fellow co-host and co-founder of Royal Empress and my sister from another mother, Akila. And backed by popular demand, our guest emperor, Jacob Anderson II, a.k.a. Jacob Toombs. This week's topic is, what is the emotional effect on men who grow up without a father? How important is it for boys to have a male presence in their life? What do my fellow co-hosts think about this? I wonder if our guest emperor would like to respond first. We'll be talking about men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, I think that this goes really, really deep. Um, it starts as a child with a male growing up without a father. And with that being said, just imagine a child playing little league football or baseball or and all these kids have their father there and this child never has a father there no male figure just on his mother and his grandma um that creates an imbalance with that male understanding how to become a man how to think like a man how a man is supposed to act how a man is supposed to treat women um it just creates a dilemma as time progresses and life goes on and it scars them even in their adulthood. So it's a really, really deep topic that I think most people don't address and because um, they don't know how to address it. Because I can't tell you that I typically know what that feels like because I, I always had my father, but I have friends who never had their father. so. And we've had discussions and, you know, now they're grown, they've had kids, so they've done their own research on how to get this wrapped around their mind and to have a better thought process when it comes to grooming themselves to be the best father that they can because it's something they never had and they've never been taught. So if you've never been taught these things and you have to find it for yourself, then it's going to create what we call trial and error. And there are going to be a lot of mistakes made, not saying that we won't make mistakes, even if we had the father in home with us our whole life, because we, because life is constantly a learning process. 
But with that being said, it's it's deep, and a lot of people don't look into it on how deep it really is. So that's my take on it. Um, but I would like to hear from my sisters because that's a different point of view from a female point of view. I kind of have a take because I'm a single mom who actually raised a son. While the father, his father was not in the home, there's been a lot of male presence in his life. So I don't know if that's, you know, fair because there are so many that grow up without any male influence whatsoever. And I think sometimes, you know, we may see some certain things in them. And that doesn't mean that my son is not, you know, lacking something or feeling some type of way uh, at times. But definitely, but there definitely has been major, major male influence in his life. And in, in, in also in terms of what you were saying as far as, the, you know, going to sports games or having events. He's been in the band. He's been but there's always still been male presence even at his activities, whether it's an uncle, whether it's a cousin of mine or somebody else in his family, or even, even his barber. <laughs> so I, I think that it's important. And I think that, I think that a man should have other men around him supporting him and carrying him into manhood. But I, what I will tell you as a, as a woman that I appreciate, however, is having male friends because I have a soundboard and I have men who can actually direct me or men who actually will come in and say, hey, I'll come and talk to him. I'll do this. That's part of having a village. I was going to say there's a uh, organization, um, the there's, I think there's like a National Father Alliance that talks about and pro promotes fathers in the home and talks about the absence of uh, fathers in the home. And they have concluded there is a father absence crisis in America. And according to the U.S. Census Bureau, they say that 19.7 million children, more than one in four, live without a father in the home. And so consequently, they conclude that, there's a, that there is a father factor in nearly all social ills that face America today. And I, I take exception to some of that, but I think that that is something worth pointing out because if, if, if it has an effect on what's facing the ills in America today, then that kind of goes into what is the emotional harm, what is the social harm that is happening uh, without that father in the household. That, that was heavy when you were talking about that sounding board. I, I wonder how many women really use that, really access their male friends in that manner. So that's a very good question. I would definitely love to hear some of our listeners' feedback on that one. But I thought that was extraordinary. Um, my take on it is, you know, the beginning of life comes from men. I mean, that's, you know, the man shoots the sperm into the woman and then she, you know, she becomes pregnant and then child forms. So life starts from the man. So it's imperative that the father has that, that strong impact on the child and his presence being that significant. I think that's parallel with the beginning of a child's life when they come out of the womb, not just before they were in the womb. 
identity comes from the father. So as a child is when you start to understand, when you're, when you're taught your, the importance of your identity and who your identity is. I mean, case in point, you get your last name from your father. So then itself an example of, of, of getting your identity from father, but that's just on a superficial level. But having that father in the household gives a child, not just a little boy, a little girl also, but it gives them that, that t- sets that tone for discipline. So self-discipline comes from that. Emotional discipline comes from that. And that emotional understanding. There was a statistics that was done, and I was watching uh, one of the news programs. I forgot which one it was. But they were um, discussing a statistics that was done on stay-at-home fathers because it's a rise of stay-at-home fathers. There are some... Um, fam- some families decided that the dad would stay at home and he would quit because he was making less money than the mother. But in the in the results of the study, it showed that the children that stayed that were in the household with stay at home dad were more emotionally stable than children that were at home with the stay at home mom. So I thought that was very interesting. Uh, and that in that uh, with that show, they actually interviewed some fathers, and it was uh, very enlightening. It just it's just very, it shed a lot of value on the importance of a dad in the household and how impactful that is. That is interesting. <laughs> I was like watching it with my mouth wide open, like, what? <laughs> uh, but I, just, from, just from my experience of, of watching my children grow up in the presence of my husband and how he would address them in a way that they could gain control of their emotions better than I could. There was something in that male presence to say, look, I, I, it's just the way he even taught them or talked to them uh, in a way that it did not challenge their emotions or raise their sense of emotions, if you understand what I mean. Maybe because as mothers, our response to what children do or say may be emotional one, so then they respond back with emotion that that could possibly be it well but then that's when you talk about balance as well so when you have that male and that female energy around the child then you're talking about having balance so they 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 get that because there is going to be a level of emotion that people should have male and female and so you have to have balance in order to be a balanced person that's why we see people sometimes that are overly emotional, male and female, or sometimes the ones who seem to lack a certain level of emotion that they need. And sometimes that can be because um, the lack of balance, the lack of having the male and the female energy in the home and, you know, what they're accustomed to. Like Sissy just said, she said that um, when both parents are in the home, that creates that balance. Um, so a, a lot of times um, when a child sees that, um, they they get this uh, perception of, you know, I'm, I'm grateful, I'm thankful, because they have the stories from their friends. You know, um, like I, I have a, he used to be my homeboy, but uh, when I was living in the D.C. area, I had a friend that, um, you know, we I thought he was somebody that he was, but when he had children, he was somebody that I didn't recognize. So, and um, 
me and his baby mother are, are still really good friends and and she calls and talks to me about the situation and stuff like that and um his son you know was really having problems with his dad not being his life and you know um i i told her that um that's a blessing that his football coach really stuck up stuck stuck with him and got him to it and, and talked with him and always was there for him because you know uh a lot of times that these young fellas feel like they ain't got nowhere to turn and that sinks them under and that starts a form of emotional depression so and then when you have that emotional depression and you hide it from society um after a while it's gonna it's definitely gonna do damage you know like you wouldn't even believe so um you know i've had kids you know that to ask me a question, you know, in, in the neighborhood that I lived in before. Um, you know, when you hear a young man 12 years old say, why do you think my daddy don't love me? Mm. I, I mean, it kind of wow. put you put you at a stuck place. You're like, oh, my. You know, wow. it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. So, um, you know, I just told him, man, you know, just um, stay encouraged. You need some, let me know. Um, call me anytime. Um, you know, it's going to be all right, you know, but you can tell somebody that's going to be all right. But when they emotionally depressed from not having that male figure there with them to throw the first baseball with them, to throw the first football with them, to show them how to tie a tie, to show them how to use wrenches, you know, it's a lot, you know, and, and I think that what's happened in today's society that, these young boys don't have men how to teach them how to use their hands. So, you know, it just creates this um, this kind of damage aura when they get grown and uh, when they start dating a female, she'll be like, hmm, how you a male? You don't know how to do that. It's simple. He's never been taught. He never had that guidance to teach him. He never had somebody say, son, this is how you do this. I'm going to show you, and I'm, I want you to do it on your own. Let me see how well you follow instructions. You know, they never had that male figure, so um, I just, my heart just go out to them because there's so many uh, kids that have absent fathers, and uh, it's, it's really sad because I know when I was growing up, um, you had so many men around you. Even even if it wasn't your father, your father was working, you, you still had one of his buddies that would pick you up, take you to the baseball game, pick you up, take you to the football game. Um, you know, ask you how your grades is. And, you know, you, you you had men in the community that checked on you. It was it was I ain't gonna say it was their job, but they made it their business to ch to check on you because they wanted these young men to grow up and to be great men. And now you don't really have that. No, you have it some somewhat, but not like you did back in the day, you know? So I just think that whoever's listening and whatever young man is out there that needs, needs that, their father figures, it's a lot of programs and organizations that, are grooming young men, so um, 
don't ever feel like you ain't got nobody because there's always somebody that's going to be willing to help you, show you, understand you. So, you know, I'm just, I just hope people are listening and people understand how serious this matter is. As you were talking, I was thinking, how do we get that village back? Because just as we're talking about the absent, the father, because there are many reasons other than just the father abandoning people die. You know, people go to jail and not necessarily for bad things. Sometimes there's a reason to go to jail because sometimes there's, you're defending what needs to be defended. And, you know, and, and there's a and there's a result of that. It's some people who when we look at people who were community activists and are political prisoners. So so there are reasons that fathers are pulled out of the household other than them just being our stereotypical definition of an absentee father. And in those instances, that's when the village steps in. That's when the men of the village step in and they assume those roles and, and become those role models. And so I just wonder if that's the case because we also had men who worked so much that they weren't there anyway. You know I mean? They know, the child knows the dad is there because he's providing and he's paying bills and he's doing all of that, but the child still doesn't see him. So they still have that opportunity to challenge mom and all of that. So I just, I just wonder, what do you think as far as the village, like how do we encourage the village? Well, uh, well, with the village, there's a, there's a lot of people that want to be a part of the village, but they feel like society is so crazy now so um they really they really can't help people like they want to anymore because everybody is so quick to get defensive and um a lot of people nowadays from my personal opinion and from my endeavors throughout my journey a lot of people don't take the time to do what we call it starts with a capital l it's called listening um how can you listen to someone when you interrupt them every 15 seconds? You can't, you're hearing nothing. So um, I, I think, you know, we're, we're listening to, to see what the problem really is and see how, how, how we can correct it and, and how we can solve a lot of these issues. Um, it starts with listening first. Like if a, if a child come to you and tell you something that's bothering them, uh, whether it's a male or female, open your ears in listening because that point that you're listening might be able to give that child better insight, might be able to save that child because it's so many children doing so many things to themselves because they feel like they're not loved. And if you're in a home and you feel you're not loved, that's the worst description it is. If you feel like you're not loved in the home that you live that you live in, that you go to sleep in at night, that's really rough. I, you know, I think that I, I agree with you, Jacob. I think that we need to those of us who recognize that certain children need to have that that guidance. We need to cuff them. We need to grab them 
and bring them under our wing. As women, what we could do is grab those young men and we could take them to men who could be um, great uh, advisors to them. Just working in the, in the entire prison system, I see so many young men who didn't have that father figure. I've literally had to talk to men and say, you don't use an aggressive tone with women. You, you don't talk to women that way. And them not really realizing that they're not supposed to do that. It is, it's, I mean, the way that some of those young men talk to women or treat women is it's clear they had never been taught. And in, in correction of that, in correcting them, you can see the, 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 that they're naive, that they don't know. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. So it wasn't done intentionally. It's just that they had never been taught. But what I try to do just in that environment, I try to teach them. And I'll tell them where, where I got this from. I got this from a man. So I'm going to teach you. I'm going to pass this knowledge on to you. And so that it, it, it doesn't, I try not to come across as a woman trying to put them down or critique them. I try to come from a way of, I'm going to teach you what I learned from some man. That's how you do it. And so it, it, it's accepted a lot better. But I do think that it's, it's, it's imperative that male and female, within our community, females within our community, we got to do something. We have to connect those young men who don't have a father household with those great men that we already know. And what we have to do as women is we have to encourage our men to be more involved in our children in our community that's not necessarily their children. I don't know how I feel about, you know, when we just say as far as what's really considered an absent father, because just because he's not in a household doesn't mean he's an absent father either. And I believe that people can co-parent their children effectively, to be honest with you, not necessarily in the same household, so long as the father's presence is major, so long as he can still come over there and the child knows dad will show up. As long as he knows I'm talking to dad every single day, dad is coming up to the school, dad is at all my activities. So there are fathers who are actively doing that, but they're not in the household because them and the mother really didn't need to be under the same roof because you have a whole other dynamic when you have two adults in a household and, and then they expose the child to toxic and dysfunctional behavior between two adults. So I think that that's a factor. So as we're talking about it, we want to acknowledge that, I, that there are healthy co-parenting relationships where the father's not physically in the home, but he's physically present in the child's life and is just as effective, I think. I agree with her. Um, she said a mouthful. And there's a lot of fathers I know that co-parent with the mother and do a fantastic job, do a great job. You know, um, I'm actually riding with one of them right now that does a great job with his daughter. Always, always have done a great job. And, you know, um, I've seen that from time and time again. But, you know, like, like you say, um, we all have to look out for the well-being of these children. Um, you know, because one, one thing about it, children don't actually come into the world. So, you know, um, everybody has to embrace a child. Um, I think that, you know, um, a child is the greatest gift ever. 
So, you know, any any child that I see that I can help, if I can encourage him, I can embrace him, I'm going to do so. I'm going to continue to do so, and I, I always will. How do we get other men to do like you, Jacob? <laughs> How you get other men to do like me? That's right. Well, well, sweetie, um, it's... It starts with with I think how you was raised, your spiritual presence, your your um your your mental capacity. It's it's a lot of factors that I take in to be, that I have taken. I've been taught uh, the wisdom that older people have shared. I'm talking about since I was a a little boy sitting on the back sitting room with my grandma on the side of her bed. She just used to talk to me all the time, just like tell me what's what. Like just just I'm I mean I'm I'm eight nine years old. And she talking to me like a grown man, like just telling me what it is, like telling me what love really means, telling me what trust really is, telling me how you can tell a person is loyal, is loyal to you or not. Just, just telling me these things and it registered. So, and you know, um, and and my dad, you know, he he really stayed on us about understanding who the black man really is. Um, understanding that um, we are brothers, we are sisters. In life, we have to treasure each other. We have to thank, be thankful for one, for one another. You know, because he always told me that if you if you love God, then then you have to value and love your brother, and you have to, have to understand what they're worth. And so, and that's just like with children. You have to understand what they're worth. You have to value them. You have to embrace them, love them, support them. You know, a, a, a child need to need to know that you love them. A child need to feel that love. Um, you know, a child is not. You just can't walk in and out of a child's life. That that leaves them scarred, disappointment. They don't need that. So I just try to embrace them, love them, encourage them, and, and just keep it going and, and show them that there are people out there that that will honor you, you know, and respect you. So, but it's a lot of men out there like me. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But those men don't really get noticed, you know. Um, but we we just gotta tap into them and to let them know that they are needed that their voice is a tool. That's all. And I'm quite sure that you and Hakeem will know a lot of great men. Because great women know great men. And that's facts. Mm, that's a good point. I, I will test I will give that I will give that credit to my grandfather. I give credit to my father and definitely to my uncle. So I, I agree with you. Yeah and I that's my story. I, I know beautiful, great men, and I know men who step up and step to the plate and assume roles that, that, that have not necessarily been assigned to them. They take ownership of it. If we had that strong village mentality, even the men who willingly chose to walk away with, from their children would be checked by the men in the village you know, they would probably be encouraged by the men in the village to you know, step up, 
your 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 son needs you your 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 daughter needs you and so you would see more of them encouraging and i think that that might be part of it like if you if you're a guy and you have a friend your boy encourage him to be a part of his children's life maybe that some of it is that the men who are stand up guys the men who are pillars in the community most men know another man who's not doing what he's supposed to do. And so if you know that your brother is not doing what he's supposed to do, then you should be in his ear. You should be in his face. You should echo, you should point out, you know, when you see things going on, when you see a young man walking down the street with his pants hanging off his butt and, you know, you realize he don't have point that out to the man who's not doing anything for his son and say, man, do you think your son might be walking around looking like that? You ain't been around him in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, because maybe that's the, maybe what really needs to happen and to stop all of this scarring and all of this stuff that's happening is that other men need to make their boys, their friends accountable. Yo, you know, you want to, they want to hang out. Man, let's do this. Drinks on me. Well, dude, did you pay your child support this month? Why are you trying to sponsor everybody for some drinks? I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) You know, maybe that's the key because see us talking, just women talking is just like, oh, you all just complain. That's why the man not around because you driving them away because you're, 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 you're always running your mouth. Well, then what about the men? There is a way for men to step up outside of just stepping in to help with somebody else's child it's really getting in the face and 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 to quote the rock put some boots to asses <laughs> and make your brother accountable mm, accountability that's true i agree with you that's the accountability i think we have to make uh there are certain we have to change the culture in our community it, men are praised when, oh man, he got all these women, or he got this nice vehicle. Men have to be praised by other men when they're doing what's right by their community. That means by the community as a whole, if they're doing right by their women, especially when they're doing right by their children. That has to be the new norm. That has to be the new subculture. Instead of, yo man, he and this dude always got new chicks with him. I hear that so much. The guy that got all the girls was getting a half-assed accolades, but the man that's in the corner raising two or three guys' children because they out chasing women or chasing money, ain't nobody patting him on the back and giving him a half-assed. That he can't wear the nice clothes because he's too busy taking care of everybody's children, including his. So you're right, Jacob, when you say that type of man don't get accolades, but the playboy do. Or the, the man that's got the nice vehicle, the 20-something-inch rim, yeah, he got that because he probably ain't paying child support. If he riding around day, riding around all day in that car, expensive car with the nice rims, means he probably ain't spending time with children. But we need to start pushing that in our community. We have to hold each other accountable. Yeah, accountability is huge. I mean, it it, it really is. And that's like as I'm thinking about this, if I had a if I had a friend, a woman, who I know didn't have her children and somebody else was raising her children and there's no legitimate reason 
for her not to be in the life of her children, she couldn't hang with me. Definitely. You not, you know, and or if she was around me, every other conversation, when did you see your baby? <laughs> yeah, she would want to be around you because I she would the same want to be way. because I would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she probably stopped. Be like on Facebook, she'll unfriend me. <laughs> <laughs> I would get unfriended because I mean, and but that's the thing is that that's what we have to do. We have to make each other. Uh, accountable. And I've heard some men say, you know, the woman makes it difficult for me to do what I need to do. This woman makes it difficult. But I, I hear that and I understand it and I understand that it does happen. But there are recourses for men who are, who are denied access to their children. And yeah, I get it. Oh, what do, you know, what do you hear? Some of the the courts are stacked against the man. You know, it's going to cost me all of this money. But nothing, there should be no, no obstacle that stops you from trying to raise your children now. But now I'm going to say this. Be wise when you lay down and create children too. Because who you, you know, who you, who you split in half of your DNA with does matter. And so chances are, if she acts a fool, you knew that before you slept with her anyway. So that's the. <laughs> well, he slept with her too soon. He didn't. Even, oh. Well, he didn't get to find that out because he slept there with her go. too soon. Right. The, the left, a man has to understand that how how the child turns out and the the level of this relationship is going to be strongly affected by that woman. If you got a knucklehead as a woman, well, okay, what do you expect that relationship to be like? How do you expect your children to turn out? So. Um, a man's standard, a woman will raise their level of, of thinking and will raise their level of activity when men decide to say, I need you to bring more than, than some titties in the backside. I, I just need men to raise their level of expectations from a woman. And, and maybe women will decide, I'll pick up a book. But if all a man want to see is, oh, look, look, look what she's working with behind her, then she's not going to raise that. She's not going to raise her level of thinking to that. Mm. I had a conversation with a brother and we were talking and I asked him what was well it was a couple of brothers and I said, What's your expectation of a woman before you sleep with her? And he and, and I know this these these men are not representative of all men, I know that. But it's just to give an example how a lot of men think and how they need to change their thinking. They hold their whole standard was as long as she got a big butt, that's all I'm concerned with. Wow. So, I mean, if that's the only thing, that's, that's the only requirement for you, then you deserve what you get because you act, you wanted nothing more. You just wanted a good time in the sack. So that's what you get. But you didn't think about all that was going to come after that. So, and then I say this to women as well. He has to bring more than a hard penis. It's got to be more than that. And if you're upset with your, your baby's father, what was your requirement? What was your standard when you got with him? And then yep. the only thing that you wanted was a nice penis and a nice body. Don't be upset when he's not in your children's life because you wasn't looking for a man with any type of morals. You just wanted a nice looking man that was that you thought would be good to roll around in in the sack. So as a people, we have to raise our standards of what we want in a relationship and that will ultimately mean a better relationship for us and our children and our community. I agree.
Mm, I totally agree. Well, let me say something, Hakeem. Hoo, 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 hoo. Have mercy. Boy, look at here. Uh, <laughs> boy, look at here. Boy, look at here, boy. <laughs> Uh, boy, uh, uh, you know I wanted boy, to say, boy, look at here, look at here. <laughs> um, listen, man, that's, as, 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 as the old people in South Carolina say, praise break. What you just said, what you just said right there, I hope people are listening on this podcast. I truly hope they are. And with you saying what you said about what a man looking for, what a woman looking for, how they how they choose their their baby fathers like oh man look at here man we need to have a press conference about that for real for real <laughs> but it's true ain't it bro it, it's true when you it, it's so people. true it's so true it's so true so when you when you say in that topic I ain't gonna say it should be the next topic but <laughs> a topic on your show should be the lustful ways of heartbreak. Woo! Love it. The lustful ways of heartbreak. Stay tuned with Jacob Tones. <laughs> Man. This, I just tell you, like, I, I asked this brother the other day. I said, bro, don't you realize an intellectual attraction is far more than any, anything that most men have ever experienced? He looked at me with a blank look on his face. When is a man going to understand that the presence of a woman's intellect says a whole lot about her when her lips is not moving? You dig? I'm digging. I want you, I want you to go a little deep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. The, the reason why I say that. When I'm having the conversations with females, I listen carefully. I listen to how they choose their words, how they format the conversation. So if your conversation is not formatted on the intellectual level, I'm not saying every word gotta be on the intellectual level, but show me how your how your mind thinks. Show me what type of thought process you hold. If your thought process is it's not there where it can give me some type of deepness sensation in my soul, mm. then we don't have nothing to talk about. Okay, sweet, good day. Take care of yourself. So I gotta keep it moving. <laughs> so you gonna send off, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta keep it moving. We've gotten away yeah. from our culture because it's like we don't have the big mamas in the community no more. We don't have that uncle in the, in the community no more. That uncle, whether it was our uncle or our neighbor's uncle, it, the uncle was like the absent, it was the person that stood in, in place when dad wasn't there. We don't have those men in the community no more. Our culture has somehow changed and has been manipulated. We have to regain control of our culture and we have to recreate these characters that we've had in our community for so long. We got to get back the big, the big mamas. We get, we got to get back the fathers that worked hard for his family. We got, we got to recreate those uncles and those aunts that was there when your mama, daddy wasn't there. The uncle that was some, that really wasn't your real uncle, 
but they was just an uncle in the community mm -hmm. that would spank you if you was out in the street cussing because they know you know your mama don't your daddy don't like you out here cussing so they would spank you and take you home and they exactly. were like family our community has lost its sense of family and and the only way for us to 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 correct our, the problems in our community we have to come together like a family again no i think we check this out my my dad used to used to send all the women shopping my mama my aunts my female oh, cousins yeah. and he'll cook for all the boys so like we're gonna have some grown men talk today sit down oh. Eat, sit down yeah like mm. they people don't do that no more like Mm -hmm. Send all the women to the store, you know, you know, give them, give them some Ben Franklin, some Andrew Jackson. Tell them to get on. <laughs> Talk to the boys, you know what I mean? So, I mean, so a lot when of. you to the store, lot. you mean like a shopping spree, right? Like, you know, the stuff we like to do. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure you weren't sending us to the grocery store. You sending us to, 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 you know, get some new clothes. Okay. No, no, no. The store, you know, when y'all stay out for seven, eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes, we need to bring that back to the community. Y'all hear? Yeah, we definitely need that because I I'll be gone for twelve hours if I get the right dollar amount. <laughs> I come back the next day. <laughs> Hakeem, I know you got some challenges for our. Yes, I do. <laughs> I have some challenges. Uh, the first challenge that I do have is we need to add more value to our sons and our daughters. They're not ping pongs to go back and forth between us and our men. These are real people, real people that come from us. So how we treat our children is basically how we feel about ourselves. So if we abandon our children, then we are abandoning ourselves. We don't care about ourselves. If we're using our children as ping pongs with the father and the mother and all this, and we, then that's how we feel about ourselves. We don't see value in ourselves. Our next challenge is, as women having children with men, we must reinforce their value to their children and to us because having that man in the children's life is taking off a burden off the woman. Now you don't have to play two roles. That man is present. You play your role, he play his. It's a much easier job. We have to reinforce how much he is needed in the child's lives, not telling him, I don't need you and my children don't need you. That's a lie. We do need our men. We need to we need to reinforce that. Also, we have to invest in our children. Investment in our children is self investment. It's important. We need to be concerned. We need to do temperature checks with our children. How are they emotionally? Not just how are they physically. It's easy to look at your child and say, Yeah, you all in one you all in one piece. Um, ain't no bruises on you good. But how are they emotionally? If the father's not in their life, or if the mother's not in their life, whoever's not there, how how are they how are they taking that in how is that affecting them we should be doing a temperature check on our children to see how they're doing emotionally so those are my three challenges man jacob thank you for coming on for a second time i'm sure it's gonna be called for more they're like we want jacob back on yes, <laughs> and we yes, will definitely yes. have you on again because you are uh, you are emperor and you are always welcome on royal empress Always I definitely appreciate it. Conversations with Royal Empress. We love I, you. I and definitely we appreciate, appreciate your support. I love y'all too, for sure, for yeah. sure. All right. All right. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to this week's topic, and thank you for always supporting us from week to week. Thank you for listening to Conversations with the Royal Empress, and we look forward to 
you join us next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Impress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.